The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Welcome in to the Action Network's newest Major League Baseball podcast, Payoff Pitch. Brendan Glasheen, your host, joined by Action Network senior writer Colin Whitchurch. We are here to break down each division in Major League Baseball as the season nears April 7th, opening day. On this episode, we discuss the American League West. Colin is here. We also welcome in Action Network staff writer Anthony DeBundo. Great to have you with us, Anthony, today. Gentlemen, we'll go through this division, get your best bet from the division, weigh in on each team, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. So let's do it and uh, give the folks some info they need for the American League West. And of course, we encourage all of you to, to subscribe, download, rate, and review Payoff Pitch. Let's start with the Astros, Colin. Your not your favorite necessarily, but yes, they are the favorite. The the favorite at minus one seventy win total set at ninety two and a half wins. How are we playing the Astros this year in the AL West? I'm staying away from both their win total and their divisional odds. I'm kind of torn on what to think about the Astros overall. Obviously, they have a strong track record for the last five or so years of success. They lost Carlos Correa during the off season. They're getting Justin Verlander back. There's some pitching questions, so I'm going to go with my favorite future pick in general you're going to see me make a couple of these picks throughout these divisional previews and it's a rookie of the year pick and it's jeremy pena the guy who's going to be replacing carlos correa at shortstop now i'm a baseball prospectus alum and baseball prospectus's prospect team is a lot higher on pena than most outlets they have him as the 16th best prospect in baseball entering the 2022 season he's likely to be on the opening day roster and you can find his rookie of the year odds around 1600 Whereas the favorites, the Bobby Witt Juniors, the Julio Rodriguez's, the Spencer Torkelson's are much, much lower, 330 to plus 500 range. And I think there's insane value on Pena, a guy who we know is going to get to play every day for a loaded offense, hitting 
uh, you know, between all of these awesome hitters. So plus 1600, I think there's real value. One of the things I look at most when I'm looking at rookie of the year value is guys who are going to get opportunities. And I think Dusty Baker works well with young players. He gives them opportunities to fail and then eventually succeed. So even if he gets off to a little bit of a scuffle in April, I like his long-term potential on a loaded Astros offense at plus 1600. Astros, your reigning American League champions in the World Series last year, falling to the Atlanta Braves. Anthony, what say you about the Astros staying away? Do you want to look at the win total? Do you want to look at to win the division? What what comes out of uh, your camp as it pertains to the Astros? I'm going to be rooting for them to have a slow start because I do have major question marks about this pitching staff. They only have two guys who are projected to have a FIP under four, according to Zips. Uh, and their rotation depth is not great. I mean, Lance McCullers is still battling injury. He missed the end of the playoffs last year with a flexor tendon issue. And then he had multiple setbacks. McCullers has had injury issues in the past and he was their ace for most of last season. He was excellent. I don't know what we're going to get from Justin Verlander. I'd like to think he's going to be back to traditional Justin Verlander, but he's in his upper thirties now. And you just really never know coming off of uh, Tommy John surgery. And so you look at the back end of the rotation Odorizzi is not a guy that I'm particularly high on. I think he's pretty, pretty cooked at this point. Uh, and then you look at the rest of the back end or has been very up and down in his career. He's a guy I'm generally high on, but he hasn't shown it consistently. And then the, there's not really a clear sixth guy. Christian Javier is probably the person they'd go to, but he's more of a swing man, more of a, of a bullpen piece for a few innings, not really a reliable deep starter. So there's not much depth here. Uh, I do like what they did with the bullpen. The lineup is of course going to match like always, uh, but if they get off to a slow start and say the Mariners or the Angels get a hot start and then McCullers looks much healthier than I fear he may be and he's going to come back in May or June, then I'm going to look to play Astros the divisional price. But otherwise, I don't really like anything on this team and I would lean toward the under. Let's go to the Angels next. As Anthony mentioned, we'll get into the Mariners as well. But the Angels have the next shortest odds at plus 410 to win the division and Colin, we've talked about this on prior episodes on payoff pitch. Like this is just the team that constantly disappoints us and health in the rotation will be important this year. Of course, you got Otani and Trout in the lineup, Otani in the rotation as well, which is always fascinating. Makes them more of a public team. But I mean, Pocota thinks this team is going to be much improved and is going to challenge the Astros this year in this division. Yeah. Pocota's really heavy, really, uh, in favor of the angels this year. Um, I've gone back and forth on the angels. If you listen to previous episodes of either the action network podcast or payoff pitch, you've heard me with a, with a plethora of opinions. Um, so I don't know what to do with this team. So what I'm going to do is just try to find where the value lies and where the value lies with this team is actually in the make miss playoffs market. If you look at Pakoda's playoff odds for the angels. It's at 66.4%. Zips is a little bit lower at 42.7%, but their implied odds to make the playoffs are 42%, which if you average out Pakoda and Zips, it's a 54.55% chance of making the playoffs. So there's a 12.6% edge on the angels to make the playoffs. The postseason is expanding. The angels and Mariners are probably going to battle for the second spot in the division. Maybe one of them leaps up ahead of the Astros, but their make playoff odds are just simply too good to pass up, in my opinion. So that's where I'm going to go is where the value is, even if I'm not supremely confident in it. Huh. Interesting. Okay. So to make the playoffs, and that's true. There was an expanded playoff field this year. Anthony, how do you... One, it's plus 138, by the way. I didn't mention that. Plus 138 to make the playoffs. So you're getting plus value there yep. um, compared to what um, 
the implied odds are. Yeah, I've got I've got DraftKings up right now, minus one seventy to no, no to make the playoffs. Um, Anthony, how about you when it comes to the Angels? I listened to the podcast that uh, Colin did with Sean Zarillo, where they previewed the American League. They got a little heated oh. on the the Mariners and the uh, the Angels discussion. I'm Team Zarillo. I'm pro Angels. Uh, I think the biggest problem for the Angels has been they have a bunch of stars and a bunch of scrubs. And when your stars don't stay healthy, like Trout and Rendon haven't, you rely on a lot of scrubs and your team kind of underperforms. But I think this is this year more than any year in the Trout era, they have legitimately average depth. Not saying they're going to have great depth, but they have average depth. You look at guys like Joe Adele, the guy I'm very high on this year. He's only 22 years old. He cut his strikeout rate 19% guy at the back of the lineup who's going to provide some pop. Uh, you look at Brandon Marsh, another guy, top prospect, another guy I'm pretty high on. So they have some more depth in the lineup this year. You, sh- you should get more than 60 games from Trout and Rendon, which adds a huge power surge to this lineup and, and depth, of course. And then I actually think the bullpen additions have been pretty solid. Uh, getting Ryan Tepera from uh, whichever Chicago team he played for, uh, both, I guess, and uh, adding other pieces to that pen to make them a little better. Aaron Loop, lefty setup guy. So their bullpen shouldn't be one of the worst in the league like it was last year. They should be average. Bullpens tend to be pretty noisy. Uh, and one last thing, a pitcher I'm really high on, who I'm going to be looked at betting on a lot this year, is Patrick Sandoval. 3.55 XERA, 92nd percentile whiff rate last year, misses a lot of bats. So I'm in on the Angels to make the playoffs as well. Uh, I didn't take their over because I don't, I, I think. It's going to be really tough uh, for the win totals going over in that division because uh, I'm just not really sure what we're going to get from the Astros. And I think that plays a huge role in how you forecast the win totals. But I do think the playoff odds, given how tough the AL East is going to be, make uh, for a good value bet. So I took some angels as well, plus 140. It's, it's a very high variance roster, I feel, which is kind of funny to say on a roster that has Trout and Otani. But a lot of these like breakout candidates, it's like, will they, won't they? Well, we'll get to some of that with the Mariners in a second, but you mentioned guys like Adele, guys like Brandon Marsh. Yeah, they have a ton of potential, but will they get there? Another guy, uh, Reed Detmers, if he breaks into their rotation, that's another kind of stealth rookie of the year candidate. I mean, depth behind their starters is a big question mark. You know, you need more than 26, 28 players to make it through a season. They're starting Tyler Wade at second base on opening day. Um uh, so I understand there, there's a lot of variance there, which is why I'm not buying into their divisional futures, but I understand it's, it's one of those, if everything breaks right, then hell yeah, this team can win the West. So if you listened, as Anthony said, if you listen to our American league preview, there was some heated discussion between Colin and Sean Zarillo and heated might be strong. Cause like they generally agree with each other, but when they don't agree, it definitely stands out at Anthony to your point. Colin Whitchurch has a soft spot for these Seattle Mariners. Don't you, Colin? The Action Network baseball staff has a soft spot for the Mariners. Uh, A lot of the guys are in on them, and I'm drinking the Kool-Aid 100%. One of the biggest disagreements that Zarillo and I had was, you know, the Mariners have a lot of young talent that could break out. Well, so do the Angels. Yeah, we we just talked about them, the Marshes and the Adels and the Detmers. The thing is that the Mariners' young talent has higher upside, which is why I like their value. The guys like Julio Rodriguez – and Jared Kellenick, Logan Gilbert. Um, they have George Kirby, who might be major league ready uh, at some point this season as another top pitching prospect. Those guys have a higher upside than the young guys on the Angels. Maybe not Joe Adele. Uh, 
compared to his prospect status a couple of years ago. And they're also joining, you know, a, a very deep and talented lineup. I love the move to bring in Jesse Winker. Eugenio Suarez has a bad contract, but he's a, a decent bounce back candidate. Adam Frazier had a bad second half last year after he was traded, but that's a, a again, a, another above average top of the order bat. And they went out and got Robbie Ray during the offseason, the literal AL Cy Young winner. Now, say what you will about his chances of actually repeating that performance, but even if he's 70 or 80% of what he was during that Cy Young campaign, that's still a pitcher that the Mariners didn't have last season. So I really like this team. I think that they're going to break their 21-year playoff drought. Anthony, what were you doing in 2001 the last time the Mariners made the playoffs? They're going to be back there this year, plus 450, to win the AL West. That's my favorite bet in this division. Anthony might have been in Little League. He was practicing his Ichiro Suzuki, uh, you know, pinch of the jersey in the batter's box, possibly. I was far too young for that. I was in daycare. Wow. (laughs) Hey, you never know. I mean, wow. All right. Anyway, Anthony, what do you think? You you drinking the Kool-Aid too, the Mariners Kool-Aid? No, no, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid at all. Uh, I'm one of the few in that Slack channel who's not pro Mariners. And and look, it's a fun story. We love Dave Sims. We love the Mariners. Uh, I love like the storyline. And I was rooting for them a lot at the end of the season, trying to get in the playoffs. I thought it was a fun ride, but there's a lot of like flashing red light indicators that make me very scared about this team. Everybody knows the Pythagorean wins. They were projected to be under 500 last year, but I also don't really buy some of the performances out of their bullpen. Guys like, Seawald and Steckenrider having ridiculously good seasons at the back end of their bullpen and guys who have never been above average bullpen arms before in their careers. I just don't really expect them to replicate that, which of course goes into a lot of the close game luck. Their clutch hitting metrics were out of control. Good. And their lineup. Yes. Like they are pretty deep, but there's not like more than one or two standout hitters. Jesse Winker is a guy I like, but I'm a little worried about his production. People always talk about cores. Cincinnati's top five. That's a boom box. I mean, the ball flies out of that ballpark and now he's going to the Marine layer Mariners. Uh, I just really worry about his power dropping considerably. And again, there's just not really a lot of standout guys in this lineup. It's a lot of average to above average guys, which can win, but I think you need one or two guys to carry your offense. And I just don't know who that's going to be for this Mariners team. So I I'm taking the Mariners under I'm, I'm selling the Mariners. I know Sean is as well. And I think it's going to be a tense time in the action network baseball Slack channel this summer. Mariners are minus two fifteen to no make the playoffs to miss the playoffs and then plus one seventy five to make the postseason expanded format of course this year. Okay, let's spend a little time on these next two teams with longer odds to win the division. We'll start with the Rangers. Colin over under set at seventy four and a half wins plus sixteen hundred to win the division. I can't recall in our American League preview on payoff pitch. And again, we're going division by division. This episode is zoning in on the AL West. I can't remember. I think you're, you might be an under on this one as well for the win total. I lean under, but this is yeah. probably going to ultimately be a pass for me. I think that okay. the win total is probably pretty, pretty well in line with what I expect from this team this season. My main comment I want to make on the Rangers is that I'm going to be betting a lot of overs on their games during the season. They obviously improved their offense a ton. Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager are going to be awesome, but they don't have a lot beyond that. Adolis Garcia was kind of smoke and mirrors in his, his rookie season. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe could be a good source of power, and but their pitching staff is still really, really questionable. They signed John Gray. I'll be interested to see what he does out of Coors, but... Texas is a strong hitting environment as well. Martin Perez, Dane Dunning, Taylor Hearn, Spencer Howard. These are all arms with 
a couple of solid pitches, but they're not guys that I'm going to be counting on to go five or six innings each and every time out. Their bullpen is pretty dang bad. Joe Barlow is going to be a trendy fantasy pickup because he's set to get a lot of saves there, but they're going to give up a lot of runs this year. They're going to score a lot of runs this year. So I'm staying away from their season long stuff, but um, until the books adjust, I'm going to be targeting their, their game totals a lot early on this season. Anthony, a thought on the Rangers, how you'd like to bet them this season. So I took some over 73 and a half and I like it less and less the more I dig into this team. Right. Uh, And I think Colin kind of mentioned it with the bullpen. They were actually an above average bullpen last year. And then you look at the list of names and you're like, how? Right. I mean, Ian Kennedy was good and he's no longer a Ranger. Uh, but you, you look at this team and it's like, how are they getting 27 outs every night? Spencer Howard is a guy who has a lot of upside. He came from Philly in the trade for Gibson and Kennedy, but he's a guy who's had shoulder problems. He can't go more than two or three innings. He's had major issues with that and injuries. You know, Taylor Hearn is a guy who they've kept expecting to make a step forward and he never really did. And he's not really reliable for 20 starts a year. So what are you getting out of him? Dane Dunning is a guy I actually really like, but Another guy who just can't seem to put it together. So there's a path where they go over this total if their pitching is just mediocre, because I do think they have the most underrated lineup in baseball. You mentioned Nate Lowe. He's another guy I'm pretty high on. I know it's scary when the Rays trade away a prospect because it usually means that they're not that good. But uh, Lowe is a guy who had a really good first half of last season uh, and is a guy who's continuing to improve his underlying numbers. And then you look at, you know, Brad Miller, I thought was a strong addition for them. He's another guy who's just going to give you average play uh, for over 160 games, which is what the Rangers really need at the back end of their, of their lineup, because we know that Seager, Semyon, Garver are going to hit. So I think I'm pretty lukewarm on my over now. I'm kind of at 74 and a half. I definitely wouldn't bet it, but uh, overall, pretty much not that much interest in the Rangers. On to the Oakland days, I could possibly sense there might not be a lot of interest here either. Uh, we did not get to this last week on the American League betting preview because it didn't happen yet. Shamanaya, which we we figured would be traded, sent to the Padres. So, Colin, they just continue to carve pieces uh, off of their team, and they just don't seem to be very good, or they're not going to be very good this year. Oakland days win total at 67 and a half wins. I would imagine that could even go down as the season starts. Your read on the A's, or do you stay away? Yeah, it's gone down actually since we recorded our American yeah. League preview too. I think that they opened at like 71 and a half. And as they kept trading guys, it jumped down to 69 and a half. Now it's down to 67 and a half. I got it at 71 and a half and I'm very, very happy about that. But I would still bet the under at 67 and a half. You'll hear on multiple of these division previews how much I love betting win totals for bad teams, both overs and unders. The A's are probably my favorite win total bet of the season as an under at 67 and a half. This team is actively sabotaging its chance of having any on-field success. I just rewatched Major League the other day, the the Cleveland baseball team from the late 80s with their owner actively trying to sabotage their chance of winning so they could relocate. And that's basically what's happening in Oakland right now. It's funny, their fan graphs... uh, the roster resources depth chart right now only lists four starting pitchers because of the Mania trade. They don't have another guy there. And that's before they trade Frankie Montes, which for all we know could happen before this episode even drops. Um, they're going to be starting, you know, Cole Irvin is going to be their best starting pitcher when Montes goes. Um, I guess Adam Aller will probably slot into the back of the rotation. Um, and, and they just don't have anyone with even a remote, amount of upside. I guess Sean Murphy might intrigue you at catcher a little bit. 
Tony Kemp, Stephen Vogt, Jed Lowry, Stephen Piscotti, Elvis Andrews are all on the other side of 30. So it's not even like there's some young guys here that you can root for to improve. There's just nothing to like about the A's. I think they're going to challenge the Orioles for worst team in the American League, and they're going to push 100-plus losses easy. What do you got, Anthony, on the Oakland A's? I agree 100%. I mean, there's not anything to like about them. You mentioned it, Colin. They're, they're old. They're not even young. They're not even fun. Cole Irvin is a, is a journeyman who throws, I think he tops out around 92 with his fastball, right? So not a guy who, he's a strike thrower, but he's a guy who, if at the top of the rotation, he's going to get hit around hard. Uh, and you know, they do have an interesting piece. I, I'm interested to see what, what Christian Pache can do uh, at the bottom of their lineup. I think he's a guy who people had a lot of intrigue for in Atlanta. It didn't work out. They're a little too good for him, right? Like they don't really have the room to be playing this young guy who could become a really good MLB player at the back of their lineup because they were competing for a world series. And now he gets a chance to play every day. So that's the one player on this team. I'm interested to watch. I don't have a bet on him. I don't really think he like pops enough in what is a loaded American league for young players. Right now, you mentioned Julio Rodriguez. We mentioned, we didn't mention Spencer Torkelson, but he's up there as well. Uh, Joe Adele. There's so many good young players in this, in this division, uh, but th- there's not much to like about the A's. And I don't know that if Montes is even going to start an opening day, they're, they're in Philadelphia on Friday. And it's like, Mott is still going to be in Oakland day by then. He definitely won't be in Oakland day beyond July. So we're going to be seeing a triple a team by the time we get to August and September. Okay. Before we wrap up this edition of payoff pitch, our American league West preview best bet. Let's start with Colin. It's the Oakland days under, just like I mentioned everything that I just put forth. Wait, oh. I think, yeah, they're going to be a hundred plus loss team. Pretty easy. Anthony. Mike Trout has never won a playoff game, right? That's the narrative, and that's the story. They've only been to the playoffs once in his career. I think that changes this year. Taking L.A. Angels to make the playoffs at plus 140. Very good. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode here on Payoff Pitch or American League West Preview. We'll have division-by-division breakdowns on the podcast. And I want to remind you, we will be joining you every Tuesday and Friday during the MLB season. We'll be starting that April 12th, so not the day after opening day, the following Tuesday, April 12th, and then that Friday, April 15th. Every Tuesday and Friday, we'll give you a breakdown of that slate in Major League Baseball for Action Network senior writer Colin Whitchurch and also staff writer from the Action Network, Anthony DeBundo, Brendan Glasheen. Thanks for tuning in, and we will join you next time here on Payoff Pitch. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.